Welcome to the Find Your Best Future podcast. This is the podcast that helps international families make great decisions when it comes to choosing university courses. I'm very happy today to introduce André Lebedé. Hope I pronounced your name correctly there. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah, thank you. André is a student at Lyon University. André, you're the best person to tell us about you. I'll start with a free background. So I'm from Russia originally, but when I was 12, I had the amazing opportunity to go to UK to study. So since 12, I was studying in the UK. So I finished school in the UK as well. And I was considering a couple of universities in the UK as well, going through the UCAS application process, but then I came across Lyon. So now I'm here. So you can really, I'm more of a mixed culture kind of person. So both English a bit and Russian, but if you're talking about the origin, purely Russian. Now, Andre, when you were still in school, you must have considered studying different subjects and looked at this and looked at that. How was it you decided to study hospitality? What sort of led you towards hospitality? I've actually had quite a differentiating view on the career choice that I wanted to do, because originally I wanted to go and study economics and maths at Manchester University. And then by absolute accident, because we had the help with the department in our school, which helps us with deciding where we want to go for university. And I came across Lyon and introduced me to the world of hospitality. And I started researching the world of hospitality. And for me, I just understood that I like to interact with people, I like to learn by doing. I like to talk to people, get to get to know new cultures. And then I thought I'd rather do that than sit in the classroom for about 14 hours a day. Manchester studying numbers and economic principles, which I can do at a later stage if I wish to. So that's hospitality for me. Okay. So I guess it was at the end of the day, a fairly easy decision for you. But of course you can study hospitality in lots of different places, including the UK, which is where you were located at that time. Why did you choose to come to Switzerland? What was special about Switzerland that sort of attracted you? I must say when I visited Lyon, the view just sold it to me, but uh, no, we a magnificent view from the school, but Switzerland is known to be the hospitality hub. It's known to be the country for hoteliers and restaurateurs. And that's where it was born, the hospitality. It's only then we started to understand that hospitality is actually much more than hotels and restaurants, but Switzerland has essentially evolved as the hub hospitality and it still is the hub of hospitality. So the top hospitality schools are in Switzerland. Of course, you can study in the UK because we've got a branch in the UK that you can study from as well. But I wanted to get to know a different culture as well, because I studied in the UK since I was 12. So I thought going to Switzerland would be lovely. And plus it's in the middle of three different countries, four countries. So you can, it's a very easy travel. So. Yeah, you mentioned just now the magnificent view. I've actually been to your campus. Uh, Listeners, it's perched up on the hillside overlooking yeah. Lake Geneva, just above the town of Montreux. And you look down on the lake and the mountains. It's an amazing view. I don't think I've ever been to a university with a view better than that. And I hope you appreciate it every day, Andre, when you look out the window. Never get used to it. You never get used to it. Right, that's good to hear. Yeah, Switzerland, of course, is the hub of hospitality. While you were still at school in the UK, a lot of the people listening to this are probably thinking about this university and that university. Did you actually go and visit any universities in the UK? Yeah, so I went to visit for two. 
three. I went to Oxford University. I went to Cambridge University. Then got to go to Manchester. I went to Essex University as well, which is nearby to where I studied. And for me, it was just a casual visit to university. So you organize a tour guide, which shows you around. But then I also visited Cleon as well during my study. So I flew out here just for an open day, just to see the place. And as I said, the view absolutely sold it. But you can really see also when you visit the traditional universities and Glion, the difference in the approach to the students that actually come to the universities. You can see the difference in approach to, let's say, when you study hospitality in Switzerland and when the visit is organized to the school here, the university here, it's very different as opposed to when you go to a traditional visit. Because, of course, there's an issue with the number of students as well, and you've got a more personal approach here. And it's, it's a quite a niche market in a way, I'd say. Quite a niche market. What were your first impressions when you arrived at Glion for that visit? I was just amazed how everyone is so friendly in such a professional way. I guess that, that describes it in a way as well, the people skills. You have the people skills that made you feel so welcome at a new place. That just amazed me. And I thought I'd, I'd aspire to be able to do the same. Yeah, I've actually been to visit quite a few hospitality universities, including, of course, Glion. And the thing that always strikes me is that the young men and women, the students during the working day, at least, are formally attired wearing a suit. Mm -hmm. You are now. And the young women are wearing business attire as well. What do you think about that? What did it bring to you as a student? I think learning to wear professional attire actually prepares you for the future, as well as showing your professional image. Because by imposing the rules of having a professional attire at university, you get used to, first of all, you get used to wearing the attire, but second, you get used to the dedication of doing it and you understand the implications of when you wear a suit or when you wear shorts, for example. It's the first impression as well, in a way, because when you work in the industry, it's, I think it's applicable to any industry, to be honest, well, most anyway, you're judged by the uniform. And in our industry, it's important to, it's important to understand that we learn with the, with the people who meet people. It's our professionals to meet people. So I think just wearing the professional attire really helps with the first impression, the image, and I'd say the concrete business, business way of life. Get used to it, you learn it. You mentioned just now that you've been to visit Oxford and Cambridge and Essex. I'm sure you noticed that when you went to Cleon, that the people, the mm -hmm. students were dressed very differently. And I yeah. think you mentioned just now the sort of the whole way people communicate with you when you mm -hmm. go and visit the hospitality university. Yeah. Did you base your decision to study at Cleon on, on what you learned during the visit or had you already decided really this was the place for you even before you went to visit? It was a mix of both, I'd say. Uh, of course, I thought I want to see it for myself before I actually decide. Uh, and I had a predetermined idea or an image of hospitality and I researched the school. It's a great school. But then when I visited, it really it solid, solidified, let's say my opinion, solidified my, my desire to actually come here because I got to see how it works. I got to interact with people, the students who actually are here. And I just got to see the, say the image that they portray on the outside to external people. I get to see it from the inside. So I really get to understand the quality, the values, the, how the students work. I get to see the different classes, meet different teachers and understand the curriculum in depth and be able to talk and to see all the kind of services that the university offers. So 
I think by visiting, it's solidified. I can't say that it was a complete turning point because in the way that, because well, I was already talking to agents from Leon as well at that time, and they were quite, con quite convincing as well, so to be honest. And in the hospitality industry, we're known as a leader. Yes, certainly. The hospitality industry, as you mentioned, is really into the people business, it's communicating with mm -hmm. people. And I think from, from my own experiences, when you're looking to go and work in a new place, personally, I judge it by, do I like the people I meet when I go and visit? Mm -hmm. And it seems that you were favorably impressed by the people that you met on your visit. Now, when you're still in, in high school and you're thinking about going away to university, you tend to have a, a mixture of excitement and anxiety or fear. And what were the biggest challenges that faced you during those first few weeks? It's interesting because my experience was a bit different to most people who go to uni because I lived in boarding school since I was 12, gone through the stage, but I'd say the biggest challenge there is to, I'd say there are two. So one for people who are actually used to living at home, used to having home close to them. I'd say this is one of them. So being far away from home, being used, getting used to the, let's say the adulthood or the introduction to the adulthood. And the second challenge I'd say is settling into a new culture. So it's always difficult to actually settle in the culture that is different to yours or different to the one that you used to. So I'd say here's a Swiss French culture was it took some time. Yeah. Understand. By the way, which languages do you speak? Obviously Russian and English. Do you speak any other languages? I speak Spanish at an intermediate level. Working proficiency, I need about one, yeah. two months to work in the industry. I'll pick up again. So. Mm -hmm. I was just curious to know, because Glion, of course, is situated in the French part of Switzerland, yeah. the campus above Montreux. How did you find it when you went down into town? Did you manage okay, just using English? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think. When we learn to study hospitality in a way in our university and we learn to interact with people and we also learn to read the room and we learn to read the people, we call it psychology, if you like. So we also learn to interact with people, even if we can't interact in the same language, we use hands. And I found that people in the Swiss French bar, they're friendly. At the end of the day, they're people just like you. So whenever I went down and we just couldn't interact in the same language, it's hand gestures, phone, translator, all the amazing tools that you have. Nowadays, honestly, it wasn't a problem. Yeah, I think if people are friendly and willing, you always find a way to communicate. Yeah. How did the university go about helping you settle in during those first few weeks? Did they have perhaps a week of activities, helping people get to know each other, helping people settle in? So when I actually, when I joined, we've had ambassadors at the university who gave us a tour during the open day. And to help us settle in, we've had some students come and talk to us and help during the registration process, take us around the campus a little bit. It's not a big campus, it's not a grand campus, but they still showed us around where things are so we don't get lost on our first days. Then also the faculty staff as well during the registration process. So not only the, let's say the administration officers were present at the day, but also some of the faculty staff to meet and greet the students, show them, show them some outlets, introduce themselves as well. So the school really went on very well to help us settle in as students to feel comfortable that we are there. They also introduced to the about security services, which is an important aspect of being in the university. So I think that's, that was the way they helped us. 
I guess in, in terms of sort of cultural assimilation, the university obviously mm. operates in English and you were there yeah. with your fellow students who come mm. from many different countries. So you'll bond together. But I guess, Andre, for you, it, it wasn't such a big change. As you've already mentioned, you were in a boarding mm. school, so we, you were used to being away from home. You're used to living in a community. And I assume that for your parents, it was just Andre's moved from, from one boarding school to another sort of thing. Or, one location or another. Yeah. How did you keep yourself happy and busy during those first few weeks? Did you experience homesickness? Or I guess in your case, you were used to being away from home. A lot of activities that you can do, to be honest, in the university as well as outside of the university. Because Switzerland is such a small country, everything is so close to you that, and it's as developed as uh, even more developed so than many countries in the world. So everything is in a close proximity. So whether you like sports, do you like music, like theater museums, if you like architecture. Geneva is only about an hour away, Zurich is only about two hours away. Different activities like sports. For us, it was a bit different to be honest because we had COVID times during what we're referring to when I joined with COVID times, but we still had some access to sports facilities outside. So we could play tennis, for example. We had small gatherings we were allowed to do as per the Swiss laws. And I think the important aspect here about homesickness. It's unavoidable, I'd say. You cannot completely eliminate that aspect, but you can alleviate it. In a way that when you join, it's important to understand that we have over 90 nationalities here. And you're not the only one student. If you're feeling homesick or you're feeling in a certain way, you're definitely not the only student who feels that way. And there's so many people in the same boat with you that you help each other without even noticing. So you come, you meet the people, you introduce themselves, you have a small gatherings, right? You go out to a bar, you go out to dinner, you go, you go to a party now, knowing that there is not much COVID. So I think it's just to overcome the homesickness or help the homesickness. It's mostly the people that when you join, you understand that they're in the same boat. Because I met so many people who were struggling a lot with the fact that they lived all their life alone. And of course they came 18, 19, or even 20 years sometimes. And it's the first time they're away from home. And now we're approaching, we're on the finish line of our studies. They're completely different people. It's like, they don't want to go back. They want to go back into the industry. They don't want to go back home. So it's really, and it only takes about one or two months to actually get used to the, to get used to the life of being away from home. So. I think that's a really good point you make that you're all in the same boat together. You, you come from school, you don't know anyone and all the other students, they don't know anyone either. And you just support each other and yeah. bonds and form your friendship groups. Yeah. Now, the high school students listening to this episode, they often struggle to imagine what it will actually be like at university. Can you describe like a typical day or a typical week, like what your routine is? You get up in the morning and you do this and you do that. I think both aspects is important to consider here because some people like the routine, some people don't. Okay. So I think the only routine that you'll have in the practical semester, when you actually join, you'll have a lot of different classes. You learn the aspects of the hospitality industry from every segment. So you learn the communication aspect, you learn the work in the kitchen aspect, you're working in the service and the fine dining aspect, working behind the bar aspect. You will learn about the business, how to establish a business. You learn a bit of maths, Some you learn about the wine industry, about the spirits industry. So it's really varied in a way. So it's not, I can't say it's the same. It won't be the same subject every week in the first practical semester. And regarding the routine, I'd say 
it's classes. So the classes are scattered around somewhat similar way. Practical semester is different, but once you approach the academic side, semester three and four, which is year two, and semester six and seven, which is year three and three and a half, in a way, so third year, let's call it that way. So it's subjects, so classes. After the classes finish, we do quite a, quite a bit of independent work as well, because university, every university teaches you independence and teaches you to take responsibility into your own hands. So they give you the material, they give you the education, but then it's also up to you to excel to a particular grade. So let's say you only go attend classes, you'll get a 50, 60, sure. But if you want to get a higher grade, let's say you get, have to do some independent work. Then I also mentioned that we have a lot of activities that you can do on our campus. So you got a wide range of sports activities, rugby and some cricket, if you like, for English people, if you will. So we have football a lot as well, quite a bit of that. We have tennis as well, facilities. You can do martial arts. We have gyms partnerships. So we do quite a bit of sports. We live quite an active lifestyle. In addition to a lot of gatherings, because we have different committees present on campus. So just to outline some main ones is the Student Government Association, which overlooks the whole of the student life experience and uh, enhancing the student life in a way that just makes the students have fun while they're at university and the smooth process of education, a graduation committee organizing different activities like bars and restaurants and some parties as well. And I think about nine or 10 others. So quite interesting. Right. Oh, it sounds as if students going to Glion can expect to be very busy, have a fulfilling and a busy routine. Interesting to hear you talk about cricket. I'm a huge fan, by the way. Uh, and because I know where your, because I know where your university is located. Yeah. Cricket, you need to play on a, on a flat piece of land and you're on the side of a hill. How do you manage that? Yeah. We are, because okay. we have a tennis session and we have both, we have some grass, some flat cows bits and we play, uh, of course, okay. you have to adapt to the circumstance. You don't play on the full field, but you have some limitations yeah, yeah. to it, but, and there's an astro field as well. Not far away from here. Andre, after all those years in a British boarding school, I'm sure you know about cricket and rugby very well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What is it that you value most about the teaching that you receive, the academic teaching? I have to say 100% the practical aspect of every teacher that, that attends Glion. There is an amazing opportunity to learn from our teachers, not only the theoretic side that they give, but also the practical experience that they provide. Because every single of our teacher had practical experience in the industry and achieved quite high. So they're able to actually reflect on the industry that they worked in. That's talking about bachelor's and master's students, by the way. So I think that's really because every teacher, they do the theory and then they relate it back to the practical side from their own experience, which makes it a storytelling, which makes it more interesting to listen than, than just reading it off a textbook. So I'd say that's something I value a lot in university. Yeah, it's actually quite inspirational, I think, to actually sit there and listen to someone describing how it actually is, or, yeah. rather than the sort of the, the more sort of fine theoretical mm -hmm. stuff, which you might get from a book. But in addition to your academic program, because it is a university after all, do you have to do any work? I know that some of the hospitality universities, you have to take it in turns of go and work in the kitchen or in the bedrooms or cleaning or bar work, those sort of things. Do you have to do that as part of your course? So our course lasts three and a half years and the practical semester briefly mentioned it. You have a variety of courses to be introduced to the hospitality sector, really from the bottom, 
because at the end of the day, all of us want to be successful businessmen in a way, right? Everyone wants to do the thing that they love and they want to do it themselves. But in order to do it, you have to really know the basis. And that's where you're starting, Leon. You start from the basis. So when you join, everyone's in the same boat, everyone's on the same level. And we start. Personally, I remember my first day just like it was yesterday. I arrived in a fine dining restaurant in the kitchen where our first task was actually to just prepare the vegetables for the starters. And then you really get that practical aspect. So when I say working in the kitchen, you really understand how to work in a professional kitchen because all of our chefs are professionals. They not only work in the education establishment, because also our university serves, we have a restaurant as well. We have a Michelin star restaurant in our university as well as, as well as a bistro, which is just, let's say a fine dining restaurant as well. So all the chefs are professional. You learn from that aspect, let's say from the kitchen, you also learn the service aspect. Then you go behind the bar. Then the housekeeping as well is nonetheless important because to understand, if you're looking to run a hotel, for example, you need to learn the aspect of housekeeping and you really do, they really do teach you how to clean the rooms. So you really change the bedding, you really, you really wipe the floors and everything. But I've, I value this experience more than anything else because without this experience, I won't know how the business is run. And here we really cover all the little aspects that come with running a business. And that's, I think, what employers value when they receive us for internships, because we know how the business is, we know how to do it. And you put us in a situation, it will take us a few days to remember what we did in our first practical semester, so we can actually apply it. So I think that's the practical side during academics. It's clearly different from a traditional academic university in the sense that you have the academics and you also have some sort of hands-on experience which prepares mm. you for your future career yeah. and did, do you feel that this experience has broadened your understanding of people because you've had this sort of experience of working at different mm. levels if you like like peeling potatoes and the academics how do you think that's changed you and prepared you for what comes next a hundred percent has a big impact. It broadened my horizon to the level I never expected to have, to be honest. And I think the impact that it had on me is just the understanding of different people. It's just broadening the aspect of being inter able to interact with different people with different backgrounds, with different cultures as well. Because at the end of the day, when you walk in the kitchen, let's say we have a group of 10 people, students, right? And we have the chefs as well. The chefs can be Swiss, the chefs can be French, some Italian as well. We had German chef once as well, we had the Russian chef. Then in our students, we had some students from Saudi Arabia, from Lebanon, right? And from Europe as well, a lot. So I think here, really the practical aspect is when you learn to, when you learn to interact with different people, you meet them, you talk to them, you interact, you understand. And as I said, you just, I guess you learn about their culture and you learn to, uh, you just practice that aspect of communication, to be honest. And of course, the practical skills that come with doing the job, because you can't just talk on the job. Let's move along and talk a little bit about the structure of the program. Mm. I know that Gleon has more than one campus. So yeah. do you just stay on the same campus for the duration of your program, or do you move around between the campuses and do internships? So you have, so essentially when you start a practical semester, it's in Switzerland. It's the, on the Gleon campus because there's more facilities. There's the Michelin star restaurant, there's a fine dining restaurant. There's really more experts to actually give you that practical experience that you need. And also the teachers, the coming lecturers, that teach about business, about accounting principles. So they're really, 
whether English language communication aspects. So they come to the Glion campus. So it's our first semester begins there in Switzerland. Then you have the choice, uh, then, then it's an internship. And that internship comes as, a, let's say, you lay a foundation with our practical semester, with the skills that you learn. And then the internship is an operational internship. So you have to work in operations department. So it has to be customer service, or it has to be the kitchen, it can be housekeeping, for example. And you really, with that foundation that you laid in a practical semester, you pour concrete, you solidify, solidify what you learned and you go out in the industry. And you can go to internship anywhere, absolutely anywhere. For example, I went to Mexico, to completely other side of the world. Other people who went to Germany, other people who went to Italy, some people went to US, mm -hmm. some people went back to Russia, uh, China, Ukraine, any country that you can imagine to, you can go to. There's really no limit. Just accept, I mean, your passports and working visas, perhaps. But as for that, you're really free to do anything you like. And then the next year comes, so second year, semester three and four, is the academic part. It's where you learn the structure of a business from a theoretical part. It's where you learn to, it's where you learn through projects, through assessments. So you really start to get into the basis of accounting principles, for example, the development of the business, the events side, the luxurious side of the hospitality market. And that's where the academics come in. That's where you learn a variety. That's a widespread variety of different subjects that you have in the world. And you learn only the practical sides of it. So you don't. So you don't, let's say when you learn about accounting principles, you don't learn to be an accountant, you learn how to do it and being able to do it if you need to do it, instead of learning all this accounting principles, which you might not even apply, should you not want to work in the accounting business. Now, I think listeners are probably interested to, to hear about the internships. You just mentioned you mm -hmm. went to Mexico. Were you yeah. working in a hotel when you're in Mexico? Yeah, for me, it was, it was COVID time as well. It's very different now. We have much more choice than I had. But I had a choice whether to skip a semester and go straight into semester three and four for my academic or go to Mexico. So I went to Mexico and I was working as an F&B intern. So I really took the opportunity to understand the F&B part of the hotel. I started off as a runner in a fine dining restaurant, which was quite an experience. And the English part was not as well practiced in Mexico as it was in Switzerland, for example. So I had to really improve upon my Spanish skills. And so I started as a runner, then I went to the bartender, host for a bit as well. I went, worked at some events. So really that exposure to the professional world after the, after we learned about it, we need to apply it. Could you just tell the listeners what F&B stands for? It's a food and beverage. Sorry. It's food and beverage, food and beverage. So all the restaurant, okay. all the segments that to do with food and beverage. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. Now, the hospitality industry is famous for being a people business, and we've touched briefly on that already. What sort of a student would make a good fit? What qualities do you think a student needs to have if they're going to study at Glion and work in, in this industry? What sort of personal qualities do you think would be beneficial? Mm. I think hospitality is a very broad term because hospitality before used to be defined as hotels and restaurants. Now, hospitality is everywhere where there is customer service. I'd say, and I mean, from saying the customer service, I guess the obvious aspect would be the communication aspect. It's a person who enjoys interacting with people, who enjoys to getting to know other people. I'd say that would be quite handy if you choose to pursue the uh, degree in business administration and hospitality. 
that'd be quite handy. Leadership skills as well, because here we really, here they're not, learn, they're not aiming to, you're not aiming to finish university and become a waiter the rest of your life. You're learning to be a leader in the industry. Because when you graduate from the leading universities of the world, you expect to be a leader for some time. It doesn't all come, it doesn't all come at once, but of course, I'd say leadership abilities, being able to communicate clearly with the team, being able to lead the team, and also believe it actually helps with different programs that we have within. I'd say that's quite a dedication. Curiosity. Curiosity, I think that's a big one. Curiosity is a big one. You need to, I think you just need to be interested by every aspect that you don't understand and every aspect that you see and you might want to learn. So I think curiosity is a big aspect of coming to Gleon or any, I'd say any field that you have. So I'd say that. And how do you and your fellow students actually work at Gleon? Do you, do you work in small groups or teams, support each other mm -hmm. through the whole process of studying? We have a variety. If you talk academic, we have a variety. So we have individual projects as well as group projects. Of course, professional industry is not all in the, in, it's not individualistic. You have to learn to work as a team. So we do have quite a bit of projects that actually teach us how to work as a team quite a bit. And we're talking outside of academic, we really support each other because when you come here, we're like a family because we're small in our year, it's about 250 students. If not a bit more or a bit less, somewhere around that number. So we really know each other. We know everyone. And I think when one struggles, the rest will know the answer. So it's really one, it's in a way, one big family that kind of gets through Gleon. And of course you, you form friendships, you find friend, people that you're close to, uh, and that also helps quite a bit. So. I think looking forward to Leon is famous for its alumni support mm -hmm. network. So I guess yeah. you will soon be an alum and um, out there actually working in the industry. Mm. Now, am I right in thinking that you actually live at the university in student accommodation? Is that normal for the bachelor students? I have before. So for bachelor students, you are, it's compulsory to live in the student accommodation in the first semester. Then second, you go for internship. Third and fourth, you have to live in a student accommodation. So it's one year and a half of total that it's compulsory to do so. Currently I'm on semester six, which is my last year, my semester six, so semester seven is my last semester, my last year of education. I live off campus, so we have quite a big apartment network as well outside, but I did live in that accommodation before, yes. And do you think that sort of experience helps you to bond with your fellow student? 100%, 100%. You have to share the accommodation as well as individual accommodation. Really, it really depends on your preferences of sharing your personal space, but all living under the same roof, going through the same things and living as friends, having friends next door to you, I think it really does help. It doesn't only help with just the academic aspects of having fun together, it also helps with settling. Because if you come in, you make bonds with people and they're right next door to you, whenever you want to talk, they're there. So I think living under the same roof and the student life going through exactly the same journey, or exactly the same journey, I mean, through exactly the same outline journey before, I think it really helps when you have people, when you know that there are people in the close proximity to you that are doing exactly the same that you're doing. So 
think it does help. So I, I guess you're building these mutual support groups, which are mm -hmm. going to prove to be very useful for you in the yeah. future after you graduated. Now, there's a lot of work talked nowadays about work-life balance. Do you have the opportunity to pursue hobbies and activities which are not directly related to your core? Of course. So I think Leon understands the balance part more than anything, because if we talk, for example, about our generation, the Gen Z generation, right? When we talk about the surveys that are done in the professional industry, Gen Z generation is actually more prone to asking questions about whether there's a work-life balance. So in the way, how much free time do I have? So I think Leon understands that quite well. And in addition to the sports that we can do, so how I mentioned before, the rugby, the tennis, football that you can do here all the other activities you have extracurricular you can do we organize excursions there are excursions that they organize around switzerland because there's so many things to do just to outline you some the main ones that we do is for example the europa park so we go to germany for a full day to the attractions to I mean, the roller coasters and attractions for a full day we go to geneva we go to zurich I recently organized a Tech Philippe museum visit in Geneva with some free time there as well. Then we're looking to expand on some overnight excursions as well. So if we go to a different country, Milan is very popular as well. It happens every semester. People go take a bus and go to Milan because it's only about a three and a half hour drive from here. So I think that's quite a nice aspect. And another big aspect of the extracurricular activities is the committees, which I mentioned previously before. So committees really to enhance the student life. In addition to the ambassador program, which I am, well, luckily a part of, it's the, basically our aim is to not only enhance the student life and make sure the smooth operations and the well-being of the students within the campus, but also spread the image of Gleon and enhance the reputation of the university to external, to the external level. Right, so we participate in open days, we participate in interviews, we participate in, let's say we talk to students as well, we give general feedback. We talk to faculty a lot when there is something to be when there's something to be talked about. So there's really not a shortage of extracurricular things that you can do in Glion. And the balance here, as I said, that's as long as the academic classes, they don't take as much time as you think it's not a nine to five, I would say. But as long as you know how to attend classes, you know how to complete your independent work efficiently and within the good skills of time management, you have a lot of time for your extracurricular activities. It might be worth pointing out that uh, you are located mm -hmm. in Montreux, of course, it's famous for one of the world's best jazz festivals. So if you're into yep. jazz music, exactly. Montreux is definitely the place to go. Sounds like you have a busy social life at your university. For sure. I assume it's quite easy to make friends as well with your fellow students because it's living together, working together, playing together. Yeah. Would you say it's generally a friendly, welcoming environment? Yeah. Is I think the environment itself is very welcome because as I said, it's, we're in the same boat. Everyone understands each other and people who are, have been here for quite some time. They welcome the new students with open arms because they understand how it is, how it's to be a new student. So the environment overall is very welcome and people help you, not only the peers that you have help you settle in, but also the older years or the more mature years that are already in the university, they also help you with their experiences. So I think the environment itself is, and of course, from the faculty and the staff members that are in Leon, 
they're more welcome than anyone else. So what is it that sets Leon apart from the other universities? I think there are a few things that you can mention. First is really the size. The size, we only about 200 people in our semester, in each semester. We're not really not that many people. When you think about a traditional university, you can go into thousands of people. And I'd say the alumni network, the size, because we're really like a family here. As I said, everyone knows everyone and everyone is friendly with everyone. And when you leave the university, you go into the alumni network. And when you go into the alumni network, pretty much, well, from the times that you have been in the university. So in the three and a half years, you build such an extensive network of people that will afterwards leave to become industry professionals in completely in different industries. It's not only restaurants and hotels, but it's also banks and banks, it could be real estate. Some people went into the casino with hospitality in a way as well. So I think to outline the main one is the size, it's the alumni network. And in addition to the alumni network is the approach of the faculty that we have here. So every faculty has the professional and practical experience and also the connections in the industry from which you can benefit. If I asked you to just mention just one single thing, what is it that you personally find most attractive? Am I allowed to say the view? <laughs> hey, certainly you are. I've seen the view. <laughs> it's unbeatable. Okay. Yeah. You can play I the view for sure. Yeah. One of the, one of the things is the view, but if talking on the serious note is the connections that you get from attending Leon, because we even have a wall of fame in a way of all the people who achieved heights after graduating Leon. And when you go into an alumni network, you see all kinds of people getting into all kinds of outstanding jobs or establishing outstanding startups or businesses in, in very, at a very young age. So I think what I value most is the network that you build when you attend Leon. Does Cleon actually give you career guidance and prepare you for the whole sort of applying for jobs, searching for jobs? So Leon actually gives you a lot of career guidance because we have a careers and internship department within our university. So these people are, they're outstanding at talking to professionals. They know how to interact with them. They know how to talk in a professional language. They know how to form connections. They know how to network, right? They know how to attract companies to come to Glion to recruit our students. So they really help you from the process through the beginning where it starts of building your CV, building your resume, building your motivation letter, taking the professional pictures. So people actually, we have a professional photographer coming in, taking professional pictures, right? It's not applicable to some countries because I think in the UK, you're not allowed to have a picture on your CV. I'm not sure if I'm wrong. But they really help you establish from the first steps that you can, that, that you have to do when you go into the professional world, to building your network, to know how to behave during interviews, to know how to prepare for your interviews, to know how to participate in the interviews, how to answer questions correctly, to ask questions as well. And they also give you the connections that they have and the partnerships that Leon established over the number of years that it's been operational. 
you honestly, you get all the kinds of emails and phones and directions of where to go, knock on doors, ask for, ask for a job, ask for an internship. And I think the important aspect here to understand is that our careers in internship department will not come to you and present you a job on a silver plate where you all, all you have to do is to sign. They teach you how to find the job yourself, such an effective manner that every single one of us ends up with at least, I think the statistic is at least two or three internships per person. It's not more that you might have to refer to the website. Yeah, that's really impressive, actually, because I know that one of the key statistics looking at any university, not only mm -hmm. hospitality, but universities generally is what is the graduate employment rate? How many graduates yeah. have a job within say six months of graduating? And I know that at Cleon, it's something in the high nineties, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Most universities are considerably less than that. My, my own feeling is for having been to many of the hospitality universities is that it's an excellent preparation for future career because of all the things you've been talking about in terms of support, internships yeah. and so on. Imagine for a moment, if you were to show a high school student around your university, mm -hmm. what would you say okay. to him or her? I'd say I've done a number of these visits to people who actually are in high school and some people are not even in the last years of education. Let's say if you talk about the English system, you're 11 which is two years, three years before you graduate is really, it's really, I try to give them the idea of our values in a way of what we do in the university, how we study, what they're going to study. Uh, but in concrete, I'd say it can, in concrete, uh, I'd say something along the lines of when, when I finished, I talk about the values and the glion in general, I'd also ask them if they have any personal questions, because usually you see. When students come to visit the university, they come with their parents usually. And parents have some questions because they want to be reassured that their student gets the education, their student gets the safety, their student gets to enjoy their life because it's your university time. So it's a very, it's a very limited time you have to actually experience this. But I often quite notice that the questions of parents actually differed from the questions of students. So I usually find the moment where I am in a one-to-one -one with a student it can be, it can even be one or two minutes where I really ask them to ask me any questions that they have right now. And it's all kinds of questions that can be involved. It can be related to partying because it's unavoidable when you go to university, there's partying, right? Someone is to partying. Someone asked me if I really am happy that I joined it. Somebody asked me about what kind of nationalities and what different nationalities, cause they're quite scared that they will be the only ones there from, from their background. So I try to ask really what they want to know, because as important as it is for parents to be reassured that their child is going to receive all the necessary education and on our facilities that we have in Leon, I think it's also important for the person, for the student, him or herself to actually want to come to Leon, right? And in order for them to actually desire to come to Leon, they want to be reassured in a certain aspects that they will well, and who better to ask than the students themselves. And I usually have my class. Yeah, I have quite a lot of experience with this because as a college counselor, mm. I go and visit universities. And for me, the most interesting part of any visit is not so much the presentations that I receive from you know, the people working at the university. It's actually just walking around the campus chatting with the student guides, because that's where you get a feeling for 
what is really. And I think that your insights today in this episode have gone a long way to telling our listeners, potential students, what it would be like if they were to decide to study at Clion. There's a lot of talk nowadays about the future impact of artificial intelligence on jobs and many jobs will be replaced or lost as a result of AI. As we've been talking, we've approached the idea a couple of times that the hospitality industry is very much a people industry. Do you see this continuing or do you see AI taking over even in your industry? So it's a very, I'd say deeply researched topic right now. It's actually quite a trend to talk about. It's been a trend for a couple of years as well. So with the AI in the service sector, AI in the restaurant sector, AI in the hotel sector, I think here AI can, if you're talking about AI definition, it's a computer, it's an algorithm. And if you look into cut down on cost to efficiently make the pro, it can make the process more efficient. It can cut down on costs long-term because it's, I guess it has, it depends on what AI you use, but generally lower maintenance costs as opposed to paying a yearly salaries to the employees, especially if it can substitute the number. So from this perspective, from the hard skills perspective, so efficiency, right? Efficiency, the cost, the cost management, the replication of task and memory, perhaps because it stores in a database, the response that it has, that can have a good approach. But when you talk about hospitality industry and you look at it in a way that it's not only hotels and restaurants, it's everywhere, as I said, right? Imagine you're at home and you're welcoming your guests. You're welcoming guests, you offer them a glass of water when they come in, you lay the table for them, you offer them some snacks while you wait for dinner, right? Or even your friends when they come to have a few beers and uh, play, play some PlayStation or whatever. That's hospitality. You're welcoming them. And just imagine for a second that if you're at home and you put a robot in the middle and you make a robot do that, how different will the experience of your friends will be? They think, what kind of friend is that? I come to see my friend, I come to talk to interact with them. And just like you, you said, Jeremy, as well, when you go into the hospitality industry, hotel, restaurant, you, a lot of your experience actually depends on how the person interacts with you. And all this talk is about the uh, empathy part in people. Machines are not able to replicate the, um, they're not able to replicate emotional intelligence. The emotional intelligence, the, our feeling, our way of interacting with people, our way to empathize, to sympathize, you know, our way to welcome, to change tone to, because robots are very monotone in reaction to different situations. I don't know whether it's for now or if you talk about the future, but just really, I think the hospitality industry will not be able, will not be substituted by robots in this entirety. In this entirety, 100% not, because you can't remove the yeah. people aspect. Very interesting you should say that. You mentioned the idea that if your friends come around on a robot, serve mm -hmm. them drank some beer. Last year, I went to a restaurant in Vienna, which is where I live, and everything was operated through the mobile phone, the QR code, and the robot brought the food. I thought that was really cool, actually, just one or, but I actually would prefer to have a human being that you could talk to. But as a novelty, it was quite interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, are you planning on studying directly in the hospitality field? Or are you going to move into some different area of business when you graduate or have you perhaps not decided yet? 
I have a very varied background. So as I, I said, I wanted to study economics and maths before, and I actually deviated a bit to hospitality, but I have not lost my passion for mathematics and economics still to this day. So I think in the future, I will not be working. I don't think, I don't see myself working in the core hospitality industry in the course and say, I don't see myself as being a manager of a hotel, for example. I would be quite interested to develop in that sphere because in the field of hospitality, you have very different options that you can go to. If you outline one, it's not only hotels, you can also go to restaurants, you can go to casinos, aviation industry is somewhat hospitality as well, real estate, there's quite a lot of it, hospitality as well, but I'm more close to finance. So I think after my second internship as a income auditor for the Ritz-Carlton chain, I think I'm more prone to go towards finance industry in the future, finance, sales industry, and, but I don't want to lose that interaction part with people. So I see where I end up, but that's kind of slight way. And it's also a good way to say that people who graduate Glee, they don't only end up hospitality industry. It's not only, it's not a concrete hotel restaurant jobs that you get afterwards. And if you talk about alumni, I went. Geneva and uh, just put alumni situation and uh, put alumni in Geneva, about 60 or 70 of them, about 20 or 30 of them actually work in banking and auditing. So the big four. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting because I, I was looking on the website, of course, to find out where your graduates go. And I think approximately half go into sort of more traditional hospitality hotel direction. Yeah. And I noticed that many do go into finance, banking, real estate. Also luxury, high-end yeah. goods sales. It's a really a broad spread. And I do think that a degree from Cleon and the hospitality mm. degree does prepare you for a wide variety of careers. Yeah. I, I hope you would agree with that assessment. hundred percent. Yeah. We talked before about the alumni association and you've mentioned that you went to Geneva. Do you think the whole alumni association is really important to further your career? I think, I wouldn't say it's, you can't base the, your career on the alumni situation. It's very important in terms of a head start. Give you a head start, it can give you guidance. Because as I said, Gleon is a small school, we're like family. So I'll give you some examples where I interact with alumni and actually every single one of them is more than happy to interact with people who went to Gleon. Because everyone likes to reminisce on their time when they attended this university. So let's say I was in my second internship in Barcelona, for example, and I thought, look, I'm quite interested to learn about the hotel industry a bit more. And I know that there are two, I think, Lyon alumni who are general managers, of very big chain hotels, so the W and the Nobu. And I actually, I reached out to one of them quite easily, I'd say, reached out to quite one of them saying, introduce myself via email. And we set a meeting and a rather lovely chat over a coffee. So they really. They told me about their journey. They told me about their experience, about the industry, and it's like that anywhere else. I did a similar thing in Geneva where I talked to one of the top directors, top directors, top managers in the big four, one of the big four auditing companies where she was able to actually give me some idea about what it's like working in that industry, what they're looking for, give me some tips on the interviews and application process and what I look out for, what should be careful with. And. I think it plays a very important role in guidance, in establishing the network and the connections. And you never know, some of our alumni actually own their own businesses 
or they actually hire themselves from Lyon because they like to come back here. They like to see how the school has changed, but the school might change the appearance, but our values don't. So they really know what our students are about. And I think that Lyon Alumni Association is really, I think it's, it's important. It's important. I've noticed that some of the lecturers that you have are actually what you call maybe part-time lecturers because they're actually yep. working out there in industry. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's probably a big benefit to you as a student because you're really getting cutting edge knowledge and information share. Now, Andre, we've covered a lot today and it's been very interesting for me to hear the insights of a student who is going through Glion or has almost got to the end of a bachelor degree. Is there anything that, that you would like to add that maybe we haven't covered in this interview? I think one, once more, perhaps there's not much to add I have because I think we covered most of it, but I think looking back on myself and I was actually deciding to come to university, somebody fed me this idea that you cannot decide on place that you want to spend the next three or four years in, or if you don't med school, seven years by just, by just looking at books and websites and papers and brochures, and just talking on the phone. So I think for people who are really deciding to take that next step in their development and academic and the professional development, they should really go to a place that they're interested in. So if you are looking to go to UK universities, you should really get up and go and visit the universities, talk to students yourself. Approach them, ask them questions. There's anyone is happy to talk about what they know. So the same applies to Leon. If you're looking, if you're interested in the university, if you're interested to come here, or if you're just genuinely interested, apply for one of our open days. We'll take you through our program. We'll have students who you can interact with. You will see, you'll be able to see how the university actually operates in industry. So I think just a small word of advice to these students who are looking to go into universities or actually advanced in any way in their professional academic development, you need to go and see the place for yourself. You need to go and feel it, make it tangible in a way, of course, but. I 100% agree with you, Andre. I always say this to my high school students. You can obviously read the websites, everyone can, but actually going there. And I think when high school students go and visit the university, they walk around and they obviously learn a lot by talking to people like you. And, but they get this sort of gut feeling, oh, wow, yes, I've really had to study here or the opposite. And yeah. I think that's quite a valuable thing, a valuable piece of advice that you've offered. Andre, are you available on, on you know, social media anywhere? If in case anybody wants to get in touch with you and pose some questions. Yeah, hundred percent. We are happy to provide it in the description or would you like to spell it out? <laughs> yeah, I'm hundred percent available on yeah. LinkedIn, Instagram, and email. Free. Andre, that's been a really interesting session. Thank you so much for your time. And I think that a lot of our listeners are really going to have a much more realistic idea of what it would be like to study at Cleon. So you've Thank been having me to, to Andre from Cleon Hospitality University in Switzerland. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and share the Find Your Best Future podcast.